you seekers, explorers and renegades out there, welcome to another episode of the Alchemy Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Lemke. Being conscious and mindful are choices that we make in our lives. Uh, we can choose to to kind of stay asleep and uh, not look at ourselves or the world around us uh, with, you know, critical and uh, uh, observant eyes. Or we can uh, start looking at, okay, how can I become the optimal version of myself? Now, conscious entrepreneurship is exactly that as well. We look at uh, entrepreneurship from an entirely different perspective as opposed to the old paradigm. The quote-unquote old paradigm is all about... uh, analytics and uh, verification and validation in uh, our external experiences whereas conscious entrepreneurship is more about following your intuition uh, what's going on inside you and paying attention to how you show up in your professional environment and how you interact with people and experiences and so forth when we receive impressions from the outside whether that being in terms of our experiences, business deals, changing environments, political situations, and so forth. Traditionally, in the quote-unquote old paradigm, we have brought that into our minds and our brains and analyzed it uh, very methodically in there. Now, the idea here is that we bring it into our heart space and we use our intuition to analyze it and uh, make decisions around it. This episode will be more of a presentation from my side rather than a, than a uh, two-way three four way uh, communication discussion um, and me presenting uh, my experiences with conscious entrepreneurship and how I've uh, used it in my own uh, profession enjoy take the challenge of your life reach out to your goals there is no limits that what you can achieve so this comes from uh, Leila Grifty Akita uh, so that Quote again, take the challenge of your life, reach out to your goals. There is no limit to what you can achieve. Now, today we're talking about conscious entrepreneurship. And I think a lot of people, when we start reflecting on our journeys and so forth, there there is a yearning to kind of strike out on our own in some way to... Uh, kind of fulfill some level of purpose that we have Uh, doesn't mean that you have to but a lot of times I find that's the case Uh, whether you become you know a healer you become you know uh, start working with uh, the different types of charities what have you uh, doesn't really matter it's the 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 pursuit of what is going to fulfill you and uh, allow you to go down the path of your purpose and uh, I think also a lot of times when we start reflecting on ourselves and our own experiences and our own journey it is a type of entrepreneurship because we are starting to take responsibility for the way we show up in life and for our own uh, experiences so we're, we're no longer uh, in the employment of the external world we are uh, taking responsibility for ourselves fully within so it's uh, akin to entrepreneurship in there so if you want to see uh, or 
take what we are talking about today as a metaphor for your own life, then <laughs> that works out well too. So, so what we're looking at today is just the general kind of overview of uh, conscious, uh, conscious entrepreneurship. Uh, so I was thinking today we'll look at kind of looking, going through like the business idea, the business plan, going in to look at establishing and building up your resources in terms of, you know, finances, uh, you have financial backing, uh, supply lines, uh, you know, knowledge, etc., etc. Then, of course, going in to uh, look at what tools do we need for the launch? Uh, and then, of course, as we get on with the business, you need to manage it. So what, what are some of the uh, things that we need to consider for that? Uh, so looking at the business idea, the idea has its source in your purpose, where you come from, where you want to go. Um, and that's oftentimes one of the big challenges as we go through life. And this is you know, why one of my, or my massive transformative purpose is to uh, help empower humanity to prioritize purpose. Because once you prioritize your purpose, then that starts to fulfill your life. But a lot of times, I mean, I was 44 years old before I started to really look into understanding what is my purpose. And even if you are pursuing your purpose as you see it, Oftentimes we can get stuck in a kind of an idea of a purpose. So, for example, if you are a chef and you work in a field where, or kind of in as a private chef, and that's you know your idea of a pinnacle, and then you realize that no, actually you have more of a passion for nutrition. You have more of a passion for creating recipes that is that are going to be you know, food as uh, medicine, for example. So even if we are pursuing um, what we consider our purpose as one time, we have to also be prepared for that purpose to uh, change slightly. So we, we have a, a general idea of our purpose and then it shifts a little bit. Um, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, but, you know, Unfortunately, with cognitive biases such as uh, loss aversion and so forth, once we are on the track, it's a little bit challenging for us to deviate from that track or to uh, kind of lift over and go on to a completely new track. Um, so it's a good idea to constantly review to yourself if you are on track, you know, are you resonating with uh, what you're doing as a purpose and uh, you know if it's not really resonating you know if you're not really feeling it then why continue it's okay to shift it's okay to change it's okay to get into something new so looking at the business idea coming from that purpose and this is where the foundation for conscious entrepreneurship comes from is that we are conscious of our purpose. And we, from that purpose is born that business idea. So <clears throat> for me, the purpose, as I said, is to empower humanity to 
prioritize purpose, what does that mean? You know, what is the idea? How do I actually go about doing that? So in a, from a business sense, um, you know, this podcast is part of that, promoting the idea of looking at yourself and your purpose is part of that that plan or that kind of builds up towards that running my uh, my coaching and my mentoring business that supports that idea of empowering people to because i work with people to empower them to pursue their purpose and to prioritize their purpose so giving them permission to look at their life and say am i actually doing what i want to do so we have these ideas that are born out of our purpose. So now we can have, and I definitely was one of these people, I spent the first 44 years of my life uh, just sprouting business ideas, left, right, and center. I've been involved in a plethora of different businesses and careers in my life which has certainly given me a lot of uh, variety and a lot of uh, uh, color to all the experiences I've had, but which is fantastic. But I never really actively employed my intuition when I was looking at the various things that I wanted to do. Uh, I certainly used it spontaneously, but not actively. I didn't have, there wasn't an intent in using my intuition. So I never questioned, you know, where is the information coming from? Where is my idea coming from? So the first 44 years, oftentimes the ideas were coming from how can I make money? How can I create security for myself? Um, and that often is not a good basis for us to move into something that we are is going to be heart-centered that we are going to be uh, passionate about and really uh, find happy or find fulfillment in doing um, and i suppose that's why i had a lot of different careers and a lot of different businesses because i would do something and then it work out for a while and then i'd move on to something else because it wasn't fulfilling. Um, so looking at when we have that business idea, when we sit down to do the planning, you know, where is the uh, idea coming from? Is it coming from my ego or is it coming or my shadow side or is it coming from uh, my heart? Have we worked on our core wounding uh, in terms of uh, these shadow aspects of ourselves? If we haven't, then a lot of the active or actions we're going to take, a lot of thoughts we're going to have, a lot of the ways that we show up in life is going to be directed from that. So, you know, uh, the core wounding could, to some people, that would probably be, be more familiar as karma. So if you have karmic energy that is flowing through your body or your energy then that karma is going to show up in your different experiences whether that being your family relationships your business your uh, business relationships whatever it may be so it's our individual uh, 
responsibility to look at clearing out that karma and healing the core wounding uh, that we have within ourselves so that we can start acting from more of a conscious perspective uh, rather than our core wounding or tra uh, trauma or traumatic experiences. Uh, look at what is the motivation. So it goes back to where the information is coming from, but what is our motivation for uh, for the idea that we're having and the plan we're putting together. So when we sit down and do the business planning, really look at understanding if this is a heart-centered business or is it money-centered. So money in itself uh, can't be or isn't a really isn't really a good motivator or really a good uh, generator or turbo booster for uh, any idea now the what money can do for us that's a different matter you know if we are seeking comfort or we're seeking something uh, you know a lot of people might be seeking status or success whatever it may be then that's a little bit different but are we doing that from the point of view of our core wounding so if you have a person who grows up poor, perhaps makes a solemn vow to him, him or herself to always work towards becoming rich because he's never, he or she is never going to be poor again, right? Then that is part of motivation is core wounding, right? So looking at that and looking at, you know, all my, all my, my, is the idea pure in terms of coming from my inner in wisdom and my intuition? Is it coming from a higher purpose on myself? Is my because, as far as I'm concerned, anyway, a lot of those the ideas we have, and actually, like I've said before, you know, Michael Jackson would have an idea at four o'clock in the morning. He'd call his manager up and uh, say, "Okay, we got to do this right now," and manager would be like. It's four o'clock in the morning, Michael. Can I wait till tomorrow? And Michael Jackson would say, no, it cannot. Because if I don't do it now, Prince is going to do it. So it's the ideas that are kind of flowing around in the universe. Uh, they come to us because we are a vibrational match to them. So allowing ourselves to have a high, uh, high, high vibration or high frequency, if we look at uh, the Hawkins scale, for example, you know, of love, acceptance, and so forth, will allow us to attract uh, those types of uh, ideas that are going to match that. Now, if we reside in anger and bitterness and jealousy and those things, then the ideas that come to us are going to be a vibrational match for that. So being able to uh, being able to kind of understand what the frequency we have and what what level we're vibrating at will then allow us to uh, understand uh, where the ideas are coming from. And also, when we're doing the business planning, understanding what rules am I operating within? So what rules do, or as uh, Vision Lakiani talks about, the 
the uh, bullshit rules. You know, what are my ideas about money? What are my ideas about uh, career and success? How do I define success? So a lot of times in our modern world, success is measured by uh, materialistic wealth. So it's kind of the idea that richest person when dying uh, wins, uh, which I think a lot of people come to the conclusion that, you know what, it's, it's not really that valuable uh, all of in itself. So looking at what does success mean to you? So when we are doing that business plan, put some uh, success, success criteria in there. You know, how do I know when I'm succeeding? Could it be, you know, having helped a thousand people or perhaps it's helping one person. So reflect that back to yourself and see what you resonate with as your measure of success. And yeah, healthy communication. But it's always helpful when we are setting goals or we're setting objectives that we we have a a bit of a quantifier to that. Uh, Because how would you quantify healthy communication, for example? Uh, So we're looking at the the business planning here and it's really being able to set out a plan that is not, or if we're looking at conscious entrepreneurship or conscious business, you know, when I went to business school, it was all about analytics. So go in, look at the numbers, look at the market share, look at, look at uh, the market potentiality, you know, what's the entry threshold, what's the, all of these different things. You know, we have the uh, acronyms of uh, SWOT, like this uh, strengths, weakness, opportunity, threats analysis. You have the, the three or four P analysis to look at, okay, is this, idea I have, is it appropriate to create a business around? Now, some of the uh, conscious entrepreneurs that I've encountered and I've talked to in in my own experience too, when they they look at the numbers before they create their business, it doesn't look good. Uh, And if they were kind of pursuing it purely from a return on of uh, on investment perspective they it all points towards no right don't do it it's uh, either it might be a virgin market so you're creating the market with uh, little or no investment or uh, ability to educate the uh, consumer um, or you're moving into a crowded space or whatever it may be that and the differentiator for these entrepreneurs that I'm talking about is that their intuition keeps telling them you have to do this. You are the person to do this. You need to do this. So there has to be a balance between what the numbers, the analytics say, as well as looking at the intuition. But in order to fully trust our intuition, we also have to be a vibrational match for that and being able to separate our shadow from 
uh, our energy and keep a, a clean en energy in order to bring through that idea that is going to be pure and be a be a good vibrational match for what we want to achieve. You know, so does it resonate with our authenticity? Um, and authenticity, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, um, is something that is dynamic, it's changing, because you can discover something about your authenticity uh, every single day for the rest of your life. And it's something just that you're just learning about us, uh, yourself as you go along. So for me, you know, what, what was uh, really authentic to me two years ago might have changed completely. It might no longer be authentic. So, uh, so looking at the uh, authenticity of ourselves on a continuous basis. Now, and this is where business school was uh, correct, uh, you write a business plan, but you always go back and you look at it, you know, every three months, six months to a year, how often, uh, how often you feel that it's appropriate. It is a dynamic document. So it's something you keep working on. But what I'm suggesting here is that we bring, bring these uh, new kind of ideas into the planning so that we, we know that we're coming from the right place as we start moving into it. Uh, and it's before we set up that, um, the, the business plan, as I talked about before, you know, looking at that purpose, what is our massive transformative purpose? And it, the MTP really needs to be audacious. It is something that, might take you several lifetimes to accomplish. So it's something that you don't look at and go, oh my God, uh, totally overwhelmed because it, it, it almost seems like it's dreamlike. Uh, then you've hit the right kind of level on that uh, MTP. So the idea with an MTP as I work with mine is that Whatever action I take in life, whether I'm communicating with you here on this conversation or this podcast, or it could be working with my children or talking to a client, whatever it is, I always make sure that it resonates with the MTP. So whatever I do in life always has a link up to the MTP because it's all about the little steps and always taking steps, always moving towards that. That will then eventually uh, make it a reality. Now, if I start moving off in a different direction, then that, then I will have to uh, understand, okay, why am I doing this? Does this resonate with me? If it does, then fine. Then perhaps I need to re purpose my uh, MTP or massive transformative purpose. So the massive transformative purpose is really about looking at a purpose that will have a massive transformative uh, impact on something, humanity, planet, environment, whatever it may be. Um, and once we have 
that MTP, we can start taking action on an everyday basis towards that. So obviously this, when you do your planning for your business that you, you include uh, every step of the way that, okay, does this resonate with my MTP? Uh, and looking at, again, you know, where the idea comes from, of course, but as you move through the uh, business planning, you know, am I looking at this from an analytical point of view? I.e., am I stuck in my head or am I using my heart or am I using both? Now, I, when I work with this type of uh, coaching, looking at, <clears throat> you know, working with the intuition and so forth, you know, the head is really useful. But if you're stuck there, it's going to be to your detriment. So I often see it as using your heart as the starting point. So you, and your heart being, you know, where you bring in your intuition, where you bring in your guidance and so forth. And then you allow that to rise up into your head and you use that then to formulate uh, kind of the analysis. So if we are using uh, or able to use our heart and our brain or our head for uh, kind of sitting down and understanding this plan and using that in every step of the way, then we will be able to have a much cleaner energy in the planning. Now, of course, uh, I'm talking about business planning here there are uh, setups that you can use for your business planning, but of course you need to look at operations. You need to look at uh, finances and all of these good things, right? Um, and not ignore the reality of things as they are in the external world. You know, for example, if you're looking to produce a medical device, uh, you have this fantastic idea, uh, but you have no money or no backing, you have no expertise, you just have this idea and you believe in it, then just starting to do it uh, in terms of producing it is not going to be helpful because there's regulations in place, you need to you know, have uh, uh, physicians that can come in and uh, test it and so forth and so forth. So there are always going to be those uh, aspects to look at. So, you know, looking at what your resources are and how you can employ those resources in the best way. Uh, and also when we do our planning, do we have balance? You know, looking at, you're bringing something new into existence, into your life. How much energy do you have available for this new thing. So if you're having to sacrifice something, so say for example, you need to keep your job while you're developing this idea, well, is your family then going to, family time or the energy you spend there, is that going to be sacrificed? Now, whatever you need to sacrifice might be that you need to do that short term um, and then negotiate with the people that is, you're going to take that energy away from, uh, your energy away from, so that they feel comfortable with you doing that. Or it could be that, you know, you 
decide that you're going to change jobs because then a new job is going to give you more time. But then you may have to make sacrifices in terms of salary and so forth. So looking at, okay, what do I need to sacrifice in order to do this? Do I need to sacrifice anything to do this? But how am I planning to recalibrate and find equilibrium uh, and rebalance my life once I get going with this? Because any business that you start is going to require a lot of time in the startup of it. Um, and when, you know, if you get things going, there's always a lot of work, of course, but if you get things going and you set it up in a good way, uh, Eric Edmies is a good uh, uh, kind of good person to look at uh, in terms of managing the business in a good way to uh, give you back your balance, as it were. But it's something that you need to have in the planning and understand properly how you can bring that balance back. Uh, so preparing that space uh, in your life to to create that energy so you're birthing this new idea and you're allowing that to take up energetic space within yourself or within your uh within your life you know how are you gonna where is that energy gonna come from so understand that preparing that space uh, so if you need to take energy from family and work and so forth or perhaps hobbies uh, you might not have time to go out and socialize so much you know taking energy to create an energetic space for this new thing to be created and to uh, uh, manifest. Um, and of course, you know, understanding what it is you want to do. So you have that idea, the idea comes in and it needs to go through the stages of you uh, having, uh, having the idea, but then also moving into, you know, how is that idea going to look in the real world? And then starting to communicate it. And that's part of this, the plan we're doing here uh, is to put it into kind of more of a structure and then understanding, uh, you know, what are the players that are going to come in and help me out with this? So we're going to talk a little bit about establishing the resources here, which is kind of a next step, but we need to kind of understand that in the planning stages already. So uh, so looking at the visual or kind of perceiving what the business is going to do for you. So as you move into it, what does it look like when you're doing the business? You know, are you a therapist? Are you uh, raising money for charity? What are you doing and how does it look? You know, when you sit down and you perceive that within yourself, whether you do visualization, you know, seeing in your mind's eye, or perhaps you're sitting there hearing the environment that uh, when you are in that business or doing what you then have, have the idea about, you know, it's all about how you perceive it, but really sit down and feel into it. And does it evoke that excitement within you? Does it evoke a sense of freedom? Does it evoke... Uh, fulfillment how does that feel within you and really allow yourself to move through that experience experience the success of your idea before it even is on paper uh, 
just to allow it to evoke that emotion within you. And that will be part of the manifestation process. And then you will, you know, as you're working through to keep your frequency high, you know, then you can start to understand what you're attracting as well. So looking at our resources, what resources are you attracting? Or what resources are you hoping to attract? Uh, you know, do you need finances? Do you need investment? Do you need uh, manufacturers? So about a year ago, one of my first interviews I did for the podcast was with uh, Hamish Gordon, uh, who owns the uh, Driver's Tipple, which is a, a non-alcoholic uh, gin replacement. And, you know, he started out knowing absolutely nothing about this business. And people told him left, right, and center, don't do it. You know nothing about it. It's a virgin market, et cetera, et cetera. And he, you know, he just set his intentions to attract all of the people that were going to be part of that journey for him to create Driver's Temple. And lo and behold, it all came together. Of course, a lot of hard work, a lot of uh, time, you know, late nights spent planning and putting everything, everything together. But everybody that was supposed to come his way came his way. So he was able to attract the right uh, investment of the right, uh, you know, the, the distillers and so forth that were going to be able to, well, believe in his uh, idea and really get behind it and help him out and make sure that it came to fruition. Um, and, you know, so what understanding what you attract in reality, but also what, what do you want to attract? What do you need to attract? So that when you are uh, attracting these different people, you understand if they are the right people. Now, of course, we have to be open to all different kinds of opportunities so we don't get too stuck on this is why I want to attract and something better comes along, but because it doesn't fit into what we want to attract, we ignore it, right? So having that open mind and open heart and open energy about what actually comes our way uh, will then allow us to uh, seize the opportunity when it comes along. And, you know, what internal and external resources do we have? So internal resources, what's my knowledge? What's, what, what am I trained in doing? So my personal background is in marketing, finance, sales, uh, kind of general business strategies and so forth. Uh, uh, but I've, obviously I've learned taught myself to do websites and all of the, those things as well. But in terms of business, the business aspects, uh, it's business strategy is uh, really my forte. Now, uh, business law, I know a little about it, but it's not something, uh, you know, I'm an expert in. So for those things, I in my planning, when I look at my resources, that's an external resource I might have to go out and get, or I might have to try and attract somehow, right? So looking at what can I do professionally or my skill set is, uh, and what do I need to get from uh, externally? Of course, you know, how much money do I have to 
available to uh, invest in this. Is this going to be enough? And of course, don't forget to include your own uh, upkeep for at least a year or two years uh, before the business starts to actually generate some income. Um, so do I have enough or do I need uh, external backing? And how much am I, you know, what, what type of an arrangement am I prepared to make with uh, any external backer? You can take a business loan or you can mortgage your house or you can uh, go out and offer up part of the business uh, to uh, financial backer. So understanding, again, it's about the balance and what is going to be right for you. You know, sometimes it's uh, better to have, you know, 10% of something than 100% of nothing. So if it means that you have to give up 90% of the business in order to make it a reality, that might be worth it. So don't shy away from uh, making the tough decisions as well, because a lot of times that's part of the challenge. Now, also in this equation, when we're looking at the external internal resources, have I resourced myself enough? Have I worked through my challenges, my uh, core wounding and so forth? Have I done enough work on myself or am I self-aware enough that I can catch and observe myself if there is anything coming up? If I'm triggered, am I working? Do I look at that trigger as something being done to me? Or am I using that as a tool to understand myself better? So uh, seeing whether uh, I have the internal resources to go forth, because, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, but the when we start moving into actually making this happen, there's a lot of stress. There are a lot of curveballs. There are going to be unforeseen uh, challenges coming up. So we are going to sink in those state, uh, situations. We're going to sink to our lowest level of preparedness. So look, looking at this stage, what my preparedness is, is going to be really useful because I can then take an honest view and say, you know what? I need some more tools here in order to uh, be able to deal with the stress, you know? So what are the tools that you might need? So you might need to go externally to get those tools. So, you know, they got stuff like uh, Wim Hof, uh, cold water training and breathing uh, exercises and so forth. Um, you know, when they say, when you just, uh, people get angry and they say, oh, count to 10. You know, there's some sense in that because you are breathing, you're using your breathing to kind of calm down your uh, stress response and so forth. So looking at some of these tools, you know, what do I have available and what can I acquire from the outside? Uh, so whatever, in terms of resources, you know, energy, we talked about that a little bit, you know, in terms of if you have a container, if you consider your energy a container, uh, is this, uh, do I have all, the, all of the energy in this container allocated already to different things? Well, then I need to start looking at where I can start 
pulling in energy from different parts, perhaps my hobby, or perhaps I can take a couple of hours from my family a week or, you know, work a little bit more or be a little less uh, flexible with my boss in terms of the time I spend at work. So perhaps I'm going down to more of a nine to five, whatever it is, you know, what available energy do you have available as your resource? And is there something that in my life that is stealing energy from me to tighten up the hatches as it were to make sure that I don't have any old conflicts that was hanging about stealing my uh, energy or, you know, make things good in the family, make sure the family is harmonious and uh, at, uh, in balanced, because then allow, that can then allow you to use that energy more for uh, your entrepreneurship. Uh, your network, what, what network do you have right now? What's the network you're going to need as you move through? No, do you need someone to take care of your website? Do you need someone to take care of your finances? Do you need someone to take care of uh, uh, sales? What is it? What are the people that you need around you? Because the network is going to be one of your major resources because that's a lot of times where your clients are going to come from, your first clients, whatever you do, uh, whether it's a service or product or whatever it may be. You know, if you're selling supplements, you need 10 of your friends to try it out and uh, see if it uh, you know, works for them and perhaps give you testimonials and so forth. Uh, so understanding what your network consists of today and what you need it to be uh, as you go into this uh, uh, venture, as it were. Again, financing and knowledge we talked about, but it's really important to understand, you know, what, what knowledge do I have? What training do I have that is applicable to this? Uh, oftentimes, we do have some knowledge of whatever idea we have, but there are also situations where things come out from the blue and we come in with a completely novice idea or solution to a problem that is completely outside of our comfort zone because we're not you know, previously invested in that business. Um, I don't know. Uh, there is a uh, X Prize is a uh, uh, it's a global uh, kind of solutions workshop, if you like. It's a challenge that uh, Peter Diamandis was part of uh, uh, founding. So they they set these challenges to the public, uh, and anyone can participate. And they found a lot of times the people that are the most successful are people that come from completely different industries, whether being outside of uh, space exploration or space science or environmental science, whatever. Someone coming from a completely different uh, space and coming in with just a novel, crazy idea that actually works. But if you do that, then... Clearly, you need people around you that have the perhaps the engineering background or have uh, you know the science background, whatever it may be. But we shouldn't allow that that kind of uh, lacking that knowledge. We shouldn't allow that to prevent us from bringing this idea into manifestation. 
because perhaps you are the right person to manage that and to coordinate that and to bring it into manifestation. The perhaps the scientist who knows everything about it or that field is not the person to manage it. You are. So it's always when we have an idea, we have to ask, why did I get this idea? What am I supposed to do with this? And understand how we can bring it forward. So looking at uh, kind of the launch stage of it, uh, you know, and this is now we've done all the preparing, we've done the preparations in terms of the planning, and we know what our resources are. We've created the time frame. We've created uh, everything is like ready to go, and we press the button. Now we'll find out if the preparations have been enough. And we really have to be flexible in our approach and also have that resiliency within ourselves to say, you know, failure is only a word. If something goes wrong, it's not failure. We adjust and we are flexible enough to uh, address and approach the challenges as they come up. And it's not like, oh, this was one wrong, the whole thing fails. That's not at all the case. We have these challenges oftentimes because we are supposed to uh, work through them and get through them and learn something about ourselves, how we show up in these challenges. And oftentimes, you know, work worth doing is a little bit hard. You know, there are challenges. Then, you know, the life, uh, you know, there's pain in life. It's inevitable, but it's how we approach it and how we perceive it that is going to be the suffering, right? So, again, we are, when we are met by these challenges, we are going to sink to our lowest level of preparedness. So, the more preparation we've done in terms of being able to deal with stress, being able to deal with uh, perceived failure, being able to deal with external pressure and all of these things, the better we prepared for that, the better we're going to handle it. So if you look at military training, for example, the military is always training in environments that are simulating the reality as closely as possible. So that when you show up in the, in the actual situation that you're training for, then your body and your mind will ignore the stress factors and deal with the task at hand. Because your mind and your body already knows that this is what is, you already uh, expected. It. It's been something you trained for. So yeah, okay, no problem. We'll move through this. Of course, that's uh, not always true necessarily because it, when you go into that real situation, it is uh, completely different. But at least you've taken away the shock of it. Uh, there's always shock uh, in some way or another, but the the absolute uh, shock uh, as you enter into it is going to be taken away. And it's the same thing here. If you prepare for the stress you prepare for the pressure and so forth, then you can 
uh, move through it with clean energy and think clearly and feel clearly and being able to take the right, make the right decisions because your intuition is coming through strongly and nicely. Uh, now, if we haven't done the preparedness, our frequency is going to go down. We're going to sink into, you know, aggression. We're going to sink into shame, guilt, whatever it may be. And now our intuition and our guidance is being blocked because we're our frequency is too low. So in order to have that, those uh, intuition of uh, guidance come through, our frequency has to be high, right? So we, we need to move through with uh, flow and have that acceptance of our own journey in what we're doing. So frequency and flow is really important uh, so that we don't resist the experience. Oftentimes, as we move through challenges, we can feel, oh, why is this being done to me? And, uh, you know, why is it so difficult with the bureaucracy of government and so forth? And it doesn't help us to approach it that way because it's not going to change the outcome. It's going to still, bureaucracy is still going to be difficult. But if we can just move through it with an attitude of, well, it's going to sort itself out anyway, or have a positive um, mindset about it, doesn't change the outcome, perhaps. It's going to be the same anyway, but we are in flow until we get there. And then when it presents as a problem or a challenge, we can deal with that when we get there. But we haven't spent the whole time leading up to it in that mode of, oh, crap, it's going to be bad. It's going to be this. It's You know, we're foreseeing all the bad stuff happening. That's creating resistance with that, uh, in our own experiences. So now resistance, and we've talked about this in uh, different episodes as well. Resistance can either be taking action that is causing friction or resistance for the flow to flow to uh, happen uh, gently or uh, naturally resistance can also be doing nothing so perhaps you feel overwhelmed and you just sit down and say you know what i can't deal with this that can then become resistance because we're we're technically supposed to just move it move through it and experience it because that's part of the, uh, part of the journey is to experience ourselves in these situations. So, allowing that flow, and there's a um, uh, an author or the psychiatrist, psychotherapist who kind of established the concept of flow. His name is Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, uh, and he wrote a book called Flow. Uh, but it's very interesting concept of how uh, and he spent a lot of time uh, researching and creating uh, case studies and so forth around this uh, but understanding how we can maintain us maintain ourselves in a flow state um, and essentially it's it's about constantly challenging yourself but at the same time you know uh, when we become too comfortable, we become uh, complacent and we get out of flow. Uh, so we always want to challenge, challenge ourselves 
uh, and be in a state of uh, in increasing our uh, capabilities, but uh, constantly challenging ourselves. So we, we feel that we, we can overcome it. It's not something we can do right now, but we are experts at right now, but we want to become, right? And once we become experts, we create something, or there's something new to challenge us. So we, we constantly have this, and we can approach our experiences as challenges. So I've always tried to, well, in the past few years in a way, uh, tried to remove the word problem out of my vocabulary. And so if I come up against something, it's a challenge, because challenges are there to overcome, be overcome. Uh, problems are they're just problems so uh, and you, if you want to look at a problem as uh, uh, something that is yet to be solved that's fine but challenge is always something that is there for us to overcome and the challenge can always be overcome and also important when we are in this uh, stage is to detach ourselves from the perceived outcome. And I mentioned this earlier as well. When we are in this uh, launch state, it is very easy to be attached to, well, this is how I perceived it to be, and it didn't turn out to be that way, therefore it's a failure. Or this is the way I perceived it to be, it turned out to be completely different, I don't like this because it is different. But if we actually felt into it and experienced it, it might actually be turned out, turned out to be uh, something that we did enjoy. So it's being able to notice how we experience it and how we uh, move into the experience or the, the situations that are not exactly the way we perceive them, if we can release that and accept that we have the journey, then that will then help us to build uh, the, uh, the process and the experience in a conscious way. So releasing or detaching ourselves from the perceived uh, outcome, of course, we still want to have the feeling of, oh, this is what it's going to feel when when i'm doing this or that okay so we're gazing kind of softly towards that goal as opposed to holding on to for dear life um and i know there are people that disagree with me on that but that's how i've uh, experienced it anyway now of course once you've launched and you move into a state of managing and this is where a lot of people go, okay, now we're managing. And then the operations kind of just go on autopilot. And they're, now they're not in flow anymore because they're not challenging themselves. And now they're kind of spinning plates because, oh, the bookkeeping has to be done and I need to update the website and I need to do social media postings and all of these things become kind of start building up around us. So the whole idea of the business plan falls out the, of the windows. I go, oh, I don't have time for that. I need to make sure that I 
take care of the business at hand. So now we're coming out of flow because we're not challenged and we are actually outside of what the purpose of what we got into this business to begin with. And this, I find this with a lot of clients as well. It's kind of the, you know, after five, seven years, they find that they're kind of bored with the business because they're not doing what they're passionate about. They're doing everything else <laughs> that they didn't want to do. Um, so it's always a good idea to constantly reflect on yourself and your business. And if you end up doing things that, and of course, they're, they're going to be things that you don't want to do, but as long as they're not part of your daily routine, if they do, you know, if you don't like to do bookkeeping, for example, in the beginning, you may have to do it yourself because it costs money to hire someone to do it. But set that as a goal to make that, uh, make uh, finances available for a person to take care of that. Because if you have to do it yourself, then that takes you away from doing what you're passionate about and what you're actually really good at. So looking at, constantly looking at, uh, what am I doing on a daily basis? Is this reflecting or resonating with my authenticity, with my purpose? Um, and if it's not, seek. Uh, if you can't deal with it right away, at least set a goal and a loose time frame as to when you need to deal with it, so that you can get back into flow as much as possible. And of course, as you have people around you. Uh, looking at, you know, how do I want to run this business? Uh, a lot of times that core wounding comes back again and a lot of the fear aspects come out uh, because now if someone makes a mistake, you feel that, oh, they're doing this to the business. It's they're, you know, hurting the business rather than understanding that that person has a journey and uh, accepting that as part of, of the process that you bring people into business and they work for you and all of that stuff. So having compassion and empathy for, uh, for your staff or the people that work with you is really important in order to coach them in the right way because you are the one with the idea you're the one who started this and you need to bring that passion to the people that work with you so you need to get them as passionate about your idea as you are and being able to have empathy and compassion for and acceptance for, uh, acceptance for the people around you will then allow you to bring that to them so when I work with businesses, uh, and especially in uh, leadership, we're looking a lot at, about uh, looking a lot at uh, compassionate leadership. Uh, but it's not about managing; it's about coaching. So it's not you know, I don't like the term manager for someone who's in a leadership position. They should be more like a coach. A manager is someone who deals with numbers and administration and so forth. A leader is someone who coaches 
people to uh, allow them to become the best versions of themselves. So, yeah, absolutely. Go in to make sure you're always, not always, but as a long-term goal, do what inspires you. And if there are things that are reoccurring in your uh, in your business that you don't resonate with, then set that plan to figure out how you're going to uh, delegate that to someone else. So always, where, wherever possible, that you are straying from what is your purpose and what is your passion, delegate. Um, make sure that you continue to grow and evolve. So again, being in that flow state where you're challenging yourself, whether that is setting goals that uh, you're going to learn new skills or you're going to diversify into different uh, markets, learning those markets, uh, growing your network, whatever you are passionate about in your business, make sure that you're constantly growing and evolving in that. And really important, always set goals. Set goals within your business and then set, and there's really good uh, material on Mind Valley about this, but the OKRs, the objectives and key results. So you have your goals. So you have your MTP that we talked about before, the Massive Transformative Purpose. That's kind of your uh, overall goal. And then you can set objectives on, you know, five, three, one year, and then break it down into uh, kind of quarterly or however you want to break it down. So you have objectives and then put key results in uh, 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 that corresponds to that. So fast, you were saying before that, you know, uh, healthy communication. Now, that's a goal, right? That's an objective, to have healthy communication. But what are the uh, characteristics that tells you that you're having healthy communication? What are the quantifiable uh, key results that corresponds to that? What, what are the key results that is going to tell you that you have reached that healthy communication? And that those are really important. Even if you're you know, a one-man band like I am, uh, looking at what are some of the objectives I'm looking to achieve as a person, as a business, and what are the key results that will tell me that I've achieved that? What are the key results that will be the measure of my success? Setting goals and uh, objectives and key results, really important as you work on your business as you're managing your business to continue doing that. Because oftentimes if we get stuck in a rut and we're just juggling to keep the business uh, afloat and running, up and running, uh, you uh, end up with coaches like me and uh, have to have help uh, reigniting your uh, passion and your purpose for your business, which, uh, you know, is doesn't have to be that way, but um Certainly, that's uh, one thing I'm here for. So now looking at the preparedness, just to kind of in uh, not in conclusion, but to round off this uh, topic today, you know, we there are going to be, and we talked a little bit about this in terms of stress and surprises. 
when you are responsible for your own uh, security, there's a lot of stress, or there can be a lot of stress. There's a lot of potential for stress. But if you have the right attitude and you have the right resources, it doesn't have to be stressful. It can be pure freedom. The stress comes because you perceive it as such. You're the one who activates the stress response within you. So being able to understand how we can manage that stress and how we can work through it, uh, because there are going to be situations that are going to be uh, heavier than others, and that's fine. As long as we have the perception that it shows up to teach us something, it's there to, uh, you know, give us a challenge, perhaps this is something new I need to learn, whatever it may be, if we have that understanding, then we can have gratitude for the experience, we have gratitude for the situation, and we can move through it with enthusiasm. Always going to be surprises. Uh, I'm all, you know, I've been in uh, self-employed and entrepreneurial uh, positions for the past 25 years, and I still get surprised by things. Always surprises. <laughs> it, uh, there is nothing to do about that. And that's part of the, you know, the, the, the enjoyment of, you know, have I, it's kind of testing myself when these surprises come up, you know, have I done the work that I need to do to uh, handle these surprises in a good way that is going to serve myself for my uh, the purpose of evolving and growing and so forth. Um, knowing your boundaries, because a lot of times when we're in our business and we, we kind of sometimes look down on ourselves saying that, oh, everybody else is more important than I am. Therefore, I always have to go out and discount my prices before I even present the uh, standard pricing that I ask for. So we, we, our boundaries, we, viol we allow others to violate our boundaries because we don't feel that we're worthy or we don't feel that you know, we have the skill sets, whatever it may be. But knowing your boundaries, and this is something we can put into the plan as well, but it really becomes part of the preparedness is knowing our boundaries. And it's not hard and fast rules as to these are my boundaries. They fluctuate. They, fl uh, they are very dynamic. They, it's something that you know, once you understand your boundaries, they, you can see them moving and you feel them. And it's something that you can react to on any given uh, uh, moment. Um, when we continuously react from our uh, core wounding, then our boundaries are going to be either very loose or they're going to be very uh, static. So once we move into operating from uh, our intuition and using our guidance, our boundaries are perfect. Because sometimes we'll allow something that we don't allow the next day, depending on the situation, depending on the per person and so forth. But we can always communicate uh, 
with others uh, if they if we feel our boundaries have been violated what have you uh, we have an episode on the alchemy experience uh, podcast about boundaries and you can listen to that for more information about that uh, so building mental fortitude you know are you do you have a propensity for anxiety well then perhaps working with that anxiety and understanding where it comes from and being able to build up uh, the strength to uh, deal with future challenges, because that's what anxiety is all about. It's fear about the future, right? Um, and being able to deal with that will then help you to deal with challenges like as they come up. So the mo- mental fortitude and resilience. Uh, you know, clearing your way for your intuition, getting in touch with your intuition. There's a business, uh, there's a book, uh, well, it's a bit of a mythical book because uh, uh, very few people have been able to get hold of it. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's not available on the open market, but there's a, apparently there's a, a book about business intuition and uh, apparently copies have been floating about uh, costing like 10000 dollars something like that but it is one of these things that all good business leaders have really good intuition and they know it they may not know exactly how they use it or they just have a natural tendency towards it Um, but it's something something we can all work on and manage within ourselves to start having intentionality with regards to our intuition because that is then going to help guide you to making the right decisions to what feels right and just because something on when we're looking at a problem and this is a cognitive uh, bias that we we have where we only see the problem in front of us and we make a decision based on the problem we see so if it seems difficult we might say okay that's not something i'm going to deal with i'm going to move on to i'm going to move in a different direction now we might not see that that problem might be very easy to overcome and we overcome that there's great opportunity behind that challenge now your intuition would be able to tell you that would say yes i know on the face of it it looks like a huge challenge it looks like a, a big uh big risk but it's not so big because once you get past it the rewards are going to be uh, much bigger than you could ever expect so intuition has a, the ability to look at a much much more of a, a kind of bird's eye perspective and look at the totality of the experience as opposed to the the very challenge that is right in front of you. Clearing your energy will allow for things to flow much easier and you're you're not so clogged up with uh, all these old uh, energies that are stuck in your body. So working on having a, a kind of a uh, energetic hygiene practice, uh, whether it be meditation, uh, yoga, uh, whatever it may be, uh, qigong, something like that, will then help you to clear out a lot of that energy. And that will then allow for 
energy to flow through you much easier and it's not going to be blocked. Uh, acupuncture is another one that's uh, good for that. And that then also allows for your uh, intuition to come through stronger. So, and allows you to keep your frequency higher. Uh, and it helps you to maintain your frequency at a high level. And if you do that, then everything is going to seem much easier because we approach our uh, experiences with a higher frequency. Grounding is another one that is very important because oftentimes when we are ungrounded, all that energy that we experience, all the, those emotions and stuff, they have not, nowhere to go. They get stuck in our bodies. Now, if we ground, that can then flow through us into the ground and we release it into the ground. So again, I have an we have an episode on the uh, uh, podcast about grounding. So search that up to find out more about that. But yeah, so the, this is, a, as you can see, a slightly different approach to entrepreneurship. It's looking at Yes, we have to look at the numbers. We have to look, look, look at the finances and all of this stuff. But we can do that from a heart-centered perspective, a conscious perspective, as opposed to just a purely analytical perspective. And this is why I mean with conscious entrepreneurship. Uh, how do we move through the process? How do we prepare ourselves? And it's not about just making money it's about the totality of your experience it's about you know your purpose it's about uh, uh, taking a holistic approach to uh, your experience your goals you know the people around you what what are you there for them to do and how can you support them and how can they support you how does it all fit in Always a lot to consider, but always boil everything down to the simplest components. Uh, so, for example, don't try to control everything around you because it's too complex. Just uh, control your thoughts, your words, your actions, and then uh, you will have controlled your environment. Thank you very much, everybody, for joining in and uh, showing up today. And uh, Look forward to uh, breaking these uh, topics down further and uh, sharing my thoughts on these things with you. And uh, I hope to see you next week. Take care. Bye for now. Of course, there's a lot more to it than uh, what we were having time describing here in this podcast today. But at least you get the uh, gist of uh, the base works that you have to kind of go through in order to be able to practice entre uh, conscious entrepreneurship. Also every entrepreneur is unique in terms of their ideas and how they want to pursue things so it's uh, you can have a general gist and a general platform to start out from and then you have to find your own way as it were. Now if you're finding yourself a little bit lost and need uh, someone to guide you, help guide you through your own process and help you guide you through uh, the steps and tools that you can build up in order to practice conscious entrepreneurship. Give us a call. I've uh, been an entrepreneur my entire life and uh, certainly have uh, practiced all of these aspects myself. Uh, so uh, uh, be happy to have a chat with you and see if uh, 
we might be able to support you. So go to uh, thealchemyexperience.co.uk, uh, click on the uh, button for the 30 minutes free consultation and uh, we'll be happy to uh, schedule time with you to uh, talk about your situation further. In the next few weeks here we are going to uh, spend a lot more time talking about uh, aspects of business and work and careers so uh, tune in and uh, pay attention because there's a lot of more value coming up and we have a lot more guests coming up from different walks of life approaching uh, business from different perspectives and uh, uh, seeing it from a uh, different side so hang out and uh, join us every friday at 11 11 uh, british time when we uh, launch or publish a new episode we'll see you next week take care